Hello, and welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. I'm Mark Betancourt. The International Monetary Fund is no stranger to education. Through its Institute for Capacity Development, the fund has been teaching finance and economics to officials from its member countries for about 50 years. But recently, the fund decided to make its courses available to anyone in the world, free of charge. How is that possible? With a MOOC, a massive open online course, a series of lectures, quizzes, and discussion forums that takes place entirely over the internet. The IMF's first MOOC, a course on financial programming, began on June 2nd, and now over 2,500 people are actively following the course. Paolo Dudine is one of this MOOC's instructors, and he says the decision to open the course to everyone was a natural extension of the fund's mission to engage with civil society. By offering the course to anyone, we hope to actually create a, a broader understanding of economic policies and economic policy issues among the general public. Macroeconomic policies and uh, the economy affects all of us. So it's, it's, it's something where to have a greater understanding uh, would uh, actually be beneficial uh, to stimulate a, maybe a fresher, sounder, and better debate among the general public. And can you tell me a little bit about this specific course? What, what material is being covered? In this specific course, uh, which is the first part of uh, a financial programming course, so there will be a second part, we mostly cover the macroeconomic accounts, uh, the relationship between them and how to interpret them. What are macroeconomic accounts? They are simply the tables that record uh, things such as uh, the economic activity, how much the economy produces, how much it exports and imports, how much the government is spending and taxing. Uh, and uh, these accounts are what economists read, like doctors would read the uh, test results uh, from, say, blood tests, whatever. Uh, so economists read these accounts to actually uh, diagnose the health of the economy and try to understand what uh, policies uh, we should make to maintain the economy healthy or to restore health to the economy. Have you had to change the course at all um, in order to sort of simplify it or make it more accessible for people who may not be professionals in this field? The greatest challenge since the beginning was to teach the material in a way that uh, could be understood, uh, even by people who do not have a background in economics, while at the same time keeping it at a level that is not uh, simplistic for people who know about economics. So the challenge was, again, to explain things so that everyone could benefit from that. And, and who's, who's been signing up so far? Uh, many different people. So we have, of course, from country officials to uh, retirees to we even have some 16-year-old high school students who really want to understand whether economics is for them. Uh, we also have uh, professors sometimes in, in some university from, from around the world. Of course, we have people, say, from the U.S., then we have Canada, Mexico, Brazil, Portugal, Argentina, Thailand, Iraq. So we really have a, a very large and diverse group of people. Can you tell me some about the, the actual format of the course? As being an online course, it's a pretty interactive and dynamic process, more than just sitting in a classroom, right? Uh, that is correct. Indeed, the very interesting thing about this course is that although you reach masses, 
the relationship that you have with the participant is somewhat very intimate because the participant basically watch, uh, sits in front of a computer and he or she watches uh, short video clips where we explain some material and then takes some questions after that that reinforce the understanding of that material. Uh, then another uh, important element of the course platform is a discussion forum, so participants can interact one with the other or with, our, with, with us, the instructors. Uh, we, we are five different instructors in, in this course. And uh, it's really uh, like being in a huge uh, classroom where people raise their hand and you might answer directly or say, wait, uh, has anyone else uh, anything to add? And, and, uh, and participants uh, do add a lot to, to the conversations that are, that are ongoing. Uh, tell me some about the interactions that the students are having with each other. It seems like these smaller individual forums are kind of springing up all over the place that may not even necessarily be direct interactions with you. Uh, that is correct. And actually, it was a, a new experience to me to see how much people in these social networks, even in, in, in a discussion forum of a course, are willing to help one another. So there are uh, participants who must be spending a lot amount of time just to help other, other participants. And actually some participants have even created uh, Facebook groups, uh, study groups in uh, languages other than, than English. There is a, an implicit, I perceive an implicit feel of, of friendship, of uh, generosity in, uh, in helping one another, in encouraging one another, in answering each other's questions, which is actually, sometimes it's moving. It, it seems like one of those content considerations is, is making sure that everyone is able to put the information they're learning in the context that's appropriate for them. Uh, and it seems like one of the ways you've done that is to use the case example of a fictional country. That is correct. That's one way in which we do it. Uh, the other way is we, uh, we propose some activities that actually participants seem to like a lot, where we invite participants to go and find data, economic data about their own country, look at them uh, based on what we have explained and discuss them. And uh, we also showed participants how to find data from different data sources. And we see a lot of posts related to, to this. And again, that, that's a very uh, useful tool, I think, for participants to apply what they're learning. It must be great to be able to affect that many people in that many different situations just through having one course. And you've got a bunch of people all over the world all, all sort of applying it in their own situations. Uh, that's actually that, the feeling that you, that you get out of that is... Uh, is incredible. You even feel very motivated by, by seeing how much effort, how much energy, how much interest participants have in, in this course. So when you read posts uh, saying, hey, I'm from this country that you know is, is suffering from, from some uh, trouble or from, uh, from some shock. And, uh, and, you, and you see that this person is willing to stay there to, to learn from you. You, you feel you, you have more and more energy that, that you can put into it and you feel you can stay up at night and try to answer to his or her posts. So it's, it's, a, it's an incredible feeling. That was Paolo Dudine, IMF economist and instructor for one of the fund's new massive open online courses on economics. 
To register for a course, go to www.edx.org forward slash course dash list and select IMFX from the schools menu. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can hear more like this on www.soundcloud.com forward slash IMF dash podcasts.